I wish I knew this secret to running tracks 15 years ago when I first got started, but I actually realized the other day that if I applied this secret to other areas of my life, that things got better. Well, today's episode of Behind the Space Bar, I want to share what that secret is and show you how you can apply it, not just to running tracks, but to other areas of your life to have success. So let's dive in and get started. Hey everybody, and welcome back to Behind the Space Bar. This is a podcast for playback techs, musicians, music directors, really anyone performing with Ableton Live. And welcome to the brand new space. Uh, last week's episode, or I guess it's a couple weeks ago, uh, episode was in this room, but completely different looking setup. Uh, I am so excited for this new space. Uh, I, again, like I did on um, uh, last week's episode, or again, a couple weeks ago's episode, I, I'm just going to ask your patience as we get the new cameras, the new lights, the new audio dialed in. But I'm so excited about the brand new possibilities of uh, this space, the content we can create, uh, the resources that I can create, and uh, the continued um, uh, connection, or at least attempted connection and community we can build in the space. It's going to be super, super fun. Um, if this is your first time behind the space, Spacebar, I want to say welcome. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for being here. Uh, this is a fun podcast. We do kind of like a mini workshop, mini tutorial every week, um, uh, oftentimes about running tracks, oftentimes about using Ableton Live on stage. But then from time to time, like today's episode, what we're talking about is going to apply just to live. Now, uh, I, I'm not just trying to tease this up for uh, clickbait, uh, you know, if such a thing exists in podcasts. Is that like ear bait? That sounds really weird. We're just going to stop before this gets like an explicit tag. But uh, I really do mean it. This this secret that I learned to running tracks, um, I wish I knew this 15 years ago, but I had this epiphany the other day that I think the world needs to hear this. I need to hear this and apply this to other areas of my life because when I have and when I've done that, um, things are a lot better and I'm a lot happier person. So what is this mystic, deep, dark secret to running tracks that I discovered? Well, uh, in order to uh, to tell you what that secret is, I need to take you on a journey. So uh, we're going to have story time with Uncle Will. Hopefully he's not the creepy uncle. Uh, I want to tell you a little bit about my story. And I'm going to tell you my story because I think it illustrates how I failed miserably at applying this principle. And I hope that uh, for you, you can pick up what that principle is and skip the pain uh, and heartache that I had. And again, this principle applies to running tracks. This principle applies to consulting and training. I'm going to talk about it in the context of tracks, but I really do believe in my heart of hearts that if we get the context of this, um, um, I'm almost spilling it. If we get the context of this secret and apply it in different contexts, then we're going to be better off for it. So let me paint the picture for you. So I first started using tracks, first started using Ableton Live when I was in college. Um, I've told this story a few times before, so I'm going to try to not like take too, too long on this and try to not bore you with details. But essentially, second year of college, our percussionist left. Uh, we needed shaker tambourine. So we started using Ableton Live on stage for tracks. We dropped a... The first one is either shaker or tambourine. I honestly don't remember, but we dropped it into Ableton Live and uh, it was like magic, right? I triggered a scene in the chorus of this song. Suddenly we had a percussionist and there was no percussionist there. It was a really... Honestly, like truly magical moment for our band because everyone's eyes kind of lit up and we're like, holy crap, this is amazing. This sounds really, really good. And you're thinking like, but Will, seriously, like a shaker, Tamer, trust me, it really was like a really cool 
kind of magical moment for us. And so we started using tracks. We started using uh, Ableton Live on stage with the band. We go about four years. I developed a, um, a really good process. Uh, the nice thing, and I, I share this story often, nice thing about that particular setup was we played Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, Sundays. Uh, for like two years, I think we played on Saturdays as well too. And we rehearsed Tuesdays and Thursdays. So basically seven days a week for four years straight, uh, I was applying and learning these principles of running tracks. Um, and what that gave me was it gave me, you know, the mythical 10,000 hours of like dedicated effort and application that Malcolm Gladwell talks about. Um, and uh, it, it was great. I learned a lot. But what I did is I left that situation. I left that scenario feeling like the Ableton God. I knew all things. I was the keeper of all truths, right? Um, I knew how to run tracks in Ableton Live. I was the expert. No one else knew more about running tracks and no one else knew more about using Ableton Live than I did, right? And so I leave college. College. My wife and I moved back to North Carolina at the time, and uh, I'm teaching guitar lessons. I'm running Ableton with an artist that I'm on the road with, and things are going great. Again, I've got my process. Um, I'm actually teaching others how to do it. I started a company at the time. This was this company was primarily focused on teaching churches and worship leaders how to use Ableton Live, but I'm like doing it. I'm doing the thing, right? Uh, then we moved to Florida. I moved to this church uh, at, where I was on staff uh, playing guitar. I was teaching at a school there. We had a school of worship. Uh, and I was teaching how to use Ableton Live. And what I did is I took my process, the way I knew how to run tracks. And at that time, when I got to the church in Florida, um, after I got there, I became an Ableton Live certified trainer. I think that was in 2010-ish. My kids were born, my certified trainer things over there. So it's 2013, but it was before that because my kids were born in 2012. And I, anyway, it doesn't matter. Neither here nor there. But I knew it all. I was Ableton Live certified trainer, Will Doggett. Uh, keeper of all truths of Ableton. I knew how to run tracks. So I walk into this new scenario and I'm working with my boss. He's playing pianos, our music director, uh, it, my boss. And he basically turned around, we're playing songs using my expert method of running tracks that no one, uh, you know, everyone could apply and it worked perfectly in, in every scenario. And we're running tracks, everything's going great. So one day he turns around and goes, hey, uh, we need to repeat the chorus. And I'm like, uh, I can't do that. I can't repeat the chorus. And he's like, what do you mean you can't repeat the chorus? And I'm like, well, the way things are set up, I can't repeat the course. And so being the great Ableton Live certified trainer that I am, uh, I put my head down. I thought really deeply about this. And then suddenly I went, oh, I think I got it. I can split my songs up, right? I can have different scenes. We can have uh, uh, access to different stuff. We can, I can, I can do this. We can figure this out. So I figured out, I apply it. Things are going really well until one day my computer gets so full with all the different songs that we had. Um, that things just started going slow, that my computer was running sluggish. Things just were not going great. They weren't going the way that I wished they were. Uh, and uh, my boss at the time would turn around and say, well, we need to remove that course. We need to do this. And asked me to make these edits that my computer, frankly, and honestly, just could not handle. It was not fast enough to handle all those edits. And so um, I, I was kind of looking at it and I'm in this scenario where I'm like, but this is the right way to run tracks. Remember, you got to remember, I am a God amongst men. I knew how to do everything in Ableton Live. Surely it wasn't me, right? It was that scenario. He needed to stop asking for such, such ridiculous demands, such as repeating things and editing things. Uh, it, again, it was not me. Everything was right. Well, I realized in that moment, this really, really critical um, truth, right? And this is that truth that, again, I wish I knew 15 years ago when I started this. Uh, and the truth is that context matters. 
fact, you know, you maybe heard the phrase context is uh, content is king. I think context is king. And I think this is a super, super important thing to remember, whether you're running tracks, when you're going from working with an artist to working with a, a band to working with a, 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 a different types of artists in different scenarios, whatever it is, I think it's super important that we we understand this. Um, or if you're like doing consulting and training, this is something I really have to hold onto and hold to onto strongly when I'm walking into different consulting things and realizing that not every scenario, not every situation is created equally, right? Um, I have run tracks long enough and I've taught people how to run tracks long enough. I definitely consider myself, I'm in the coaching phase of my life to where, uh, just to be frankly honest, I don't care to go hop on a bus and travel the world running tracks. I'd much rather hop in the car or hop in an RV or a plane with my family and travel the world, right? But I have this incredible opportunity and privilege to coach people on how to implement Ableton Live to perform, their, uh, to perform improve their performances. Uh, and it's, it's a really, really great privilege that I have. But I, I've done this enough that it, I have principles that generally apply, but I walk into a brand new situation and scenario and I tell people all the time, I'm going to bore you to death with questions. And by the end of this, you're going to be tired of hearing me ask questions. But the reason I do that is because I have to fully understand their context. I have to fully understand what they're going through, the scenario they're in, their budget, the things that are important to them. And only when I fully understand their context, uh, only when I fully understand their, that, their scenario, that's only then when I can start to implement the things that I believe to be true and believe to work really well for their context, right? Um, context is king. Uh, context is of utmost importance. And I think when you really think about this, um, and this is going to sound like me kind of preaching at you, but I'm, I'm, I'm preaching to myself when I say this, is when we walk into a scenario and we believe that uh, our way of doing things is the only right way, and we walk into a scenario, we just go, here's how you run tracks in, in Ableton Live. Here's how you uh, do this thing. Here's how you set up an iConnectivity rig. Here's how you create a connected stage experience. When I walk into a scenario and I do that without first listening to that person, what am I essentially doing? I am walking in with pride, with arrogance, and I'm not humbling myself enough to put them first, right? Uh, I, I believe someone once said, uh, do unto others as you have them do unto yourself. I, I don't know. I don't know if that's that's a thing or not. I, maybe it was on uh, Instagram. I saw it. But um, I think that's super important for us to walk into a situation with enough humility to put that person's needs, that band's needs, that artist's needs ahead of ours to hear what they're trying to do before we try to suggest what the solution is. Now, this maybe sounds hypocritical for a guy who runs a site teaching people how to run tracks on Ableton Live, uh, in Ableton Live for their scenario, and I say, here's the way to run tracks. But again, that's with years of experience. But even within that context, there's still times where I break that. We had our monthly call uh, for this past month, and someone was on the call and said, listen, I run tracks in Arrangement View, but our scenario sometimes just calls for loops and for uh, uh, using shout tracks and just things that loop over and over and over. How can we do that in Session View? And I showed him how to implement that in Session View because context is king. Context is of utmost importance. And in that particular context, Session View made more sense for them. So I want to wrap up. I want to share another episode of Behind the Space Bar. I uh, believe this was episode two. I was checking on uh, the podcast app the other day uh, on Apple Podcasts just to look and uh, just to make sure. And uh, I believe it's episode two, but it's this phrase that uh, I we came up with as this like unspoken kind of mantra, this unspoken truth 
uh, of what From Studio to Stage is about. And From Studio to Stage students that really succeed on the site practice this principle. And that's this principle right here, humbly confident, humbly curious. And what I mean by that is, um, and in, in the application of this episode, what I mean by that is we walk into any context, very humbly confident that the way we're going to teach this, the way we're going to run tracks, I'm very confident in my ability. I've been doing this for over 15 years. I've been teaching people all over the world, all different contexts. What I could teach you with Ableton Live, I'm fairly, fairly confident that it's going to be correct. But I have to equally be humbly curious, is there a better way? Um, should I consider using this other app? Should I consider, uh, you know, I, I'm smart enough and I should never consider using Pro Tools on stage. But outside of that, is there another way I could do this? Is there some other context, some other thing I could do here to apply? Uh, and that's that whole humbly curious bit, right? So we have to be humbly confident and humbly curious. Um, but here's here's what I started thinking about. I said this secret to running tracks and applying that to your life. All of us listening, watching this hold beliefs very dearly and things that we believe to be true about the world, but we can't have enough arrogance to believe that every single other person on the planet believes the same thing we do. And so context is super important. I see this, bear with me just for a moment as I kind of take you into like my world. Something I uh, often will get is people commenting on YouTube videos and I, I think I'm over, I'm at this stage of my career, my life, whatever, where I think I'm over like the negative comments. They don't uh, hurt as often or as much as they used to, but I'll see people coming a lot of times going, oh, this guy's an idiot. He, he could have just done this, or why wouldn't you do this? Or you're doing this the wrong way, or you're taking too long or whatever. And what a lot of times those commenters on YouTube are missing is the context. Yes. If I'm doing this in the studio uh, with one track, then this application works and this method works. But if I'm doing this on stage, if I'm doing this with an artist with multiple tracks between different computers trying to sync things, then the context of that is going to change the application of that. And so again, the secret to running tracks, I think we can apply to our lives in bigger ways because if we, uh, Stephen Covey, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, seek to understand before you seek to be understood, right? That's kind of the principle here, that understanding context is super important. And so I'm not going to jump in and immediately jump on someone's case about something without understanding their context first before I try to apply that, right? I hope that makes sense. Again, I hope this episode's not coming across too preachy because I'm preaching to myself, right? Uh, I really am. I wish 15 years ago when I started using tracks, um, I, I wish I understood this principle. I wish I understood uh, context, the importance of context, importance of context is honestly, I would have saved myself a lot of heartache and a lot of uh, stress and issues. Um, that's all I got for you today, man. Thanks so much for listening. Um, thank you guys for bearing with me, the patience of the new space, getting audio dialed in, video dialed in. Again, I'm super excited about this. I have uh, two asks for you. One, if you're watching on YouTube, do me a favor. Uh, go ahead and hit subscribe, hit the bell icon, enable notifications, post a new video every single day, a new episode of Behind the Space Bar every single Monday. I uh, want to make sure you, you see that. And that's just a way to say thanks. If you appreciate the content, uh, do that to say thanks. If you're listening on uh, Apple Podcasts, do me a favor, leave a rating and review. I was, um, I'm going to pull this up real quick as we wrap up. I just pulled up the, um, the podcast the other day uh, on my phone here with Switch Cameras. Uh, and uh, you could see at the top, it says, uh, 32, which 32 is the number of ratings or reviews that, uh, people have left. Here's my goal. I would like to get that 32 number, uh, up from 32 to a hundred 
by the end of the year. Now that is an audacious goal. That's a BHAG. Um, I don't know that that could possibly happen, but the way it will happen is is two things. One, uh, I would love if you enjoyed this episode, you felt like, yeah, it's not too preachy. It's just preachy enough. Apply it to my life. If you like the content I do, do me a favor, leave a rating and review. And number two, uh, reach out to someone that you think would also like this podcast, ask them to do the same thing. And I think if we do that, we can get that number 32 up to a hundred, which would be great. Regardless, thank you guys so much for watching. Thank you for listening. It means the world to me. Uh, I have literally the best job in the entire world. Um, I, I get to sit in, in the, the studio here, record content, create content, coach people all over the world on how to use able to lie. But first remembering their context, make sure I got the context right. And, um, it's just, I'm so fortunate, so blessed, super grateful. So thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next one. Take care, everybody. Bye.